I'm really, I'm really excited about speaking to you. It's my first time speaking here. I was just, um, during the worship, I felt God saying, he wants to release some stuff today. He wants to break some chains and force some breakthrough. Anyone up for that? Some releasing of stuff? That's what I believe through this story of Jonah. That's what I believe God wants to do today. Like I said, it's my first time speaking. My name is Andy Gill. Um, I thought I'd just introduce me and my family to you because I don't know everyone here. So I'm married to Jenny, who's over here, if you give her a quick wave. And I've got a daughter called Brooke and a son called Ray. We moved here to Littlehampton just over a year ago last summer, really feeling like God was calling us to this area. Um, Both me and Jenny have worked for charities for most of our um, careers, and Jenny is now a freelance arts therapist working in some schools and working from home, and I've been working along with the church here and the local authority to develop some work supporting young people into employment, Um, something I'm really, really passionate about. Okay, I think we just want to say a huge thank you, actually, to publicly to all of you for the welcome we've had as a family. Aaron Community Church welcomes really well, and we should be proud of that. Okay, why don't we give a round of applause for the welcomes Aaron Community Church gives? Like, honestly, we felt it as a family, and we feel incredibly settled here in the church. So. Rather than competing with the legend of David Thatcher in retelling the story, I thought I would recruit some friends of mine to help. So, let's watch the video. Two, one. Jonah is a Easter God asks Jonah to save his worst enemy. Jonah gets on a boat in the opposite direction. Go on. Says a storm. Sailors prayed to their gods and threw everything overboard. Jonah is napping. Jonah is napping. The sailors drew straws to see who was responsible. Jonah drew is the shortest. So he confessed that he was running from God. The sailors threw. Jonah into the sea. They prayed to God asking for forgiveness. The storm calmed. And the sailors were in awe of God and made vows to him. God sent a fish. They saved Jonah. <laughs> and the fish spat Jonah out. Jonah then did what God was saying. He preached. Assyrians and went to Nineveh. The Assyrians repented and changed their ways. God showed favour on them. Jonah was angry at God. Jonah would rather die than go home with the news. So Jonah had a sulk. God threw a tree to help Jonah. God then sent a worm that ate the tree. Jonah said he wanted to die. Jonah was angry at God. God argued he's right to change his mind about Jonah's enemy. Yay! 
All right, excellent. Thank you, guys. Thank you for your help. So what a guy. What a story. To be honest, I've heard this story loads. I think most of us who have been Christians for a long time would have heard this story about Jonah loads. But I've really enjoyed going a bit deeper into this story in the last couple of weeks as I've been planning. I mean, what a guy. I mean, let's be honest. He's up, he's down, he's in, he's out, he's wide awake, he's fast asleep. He certainly is an interesting chap. I've, um, I've drawn out three questions. We've got the first one there. Question one is, are we listening? Often in this story, we focus on Jonah's disobedience, the fact that he jumped on a boat in the opposite direction. I mean, honestly, what would I have done if it was today? Go and preach the gospel to ISIS or jump on a boat to Barbados? Isis, you know, it's an interesting one to think about what the other Israelites would have even been saying to him at the time. But what we often forget about Jonah's story is that in the first place, he was listening to God's voice. A few years back um, at our church back in Surrey, we had a guest speaker come and speak. And he had been out at uh, the Bethel School of Ministry. Who's heard of? Hands up if you've heard of the Bethel School of Ministry. He'd been there with his wife and his family for a couple of years. And had gone back to work. He was an advertising executive in London. And he was sharing with us. He was actually quite a shy, timid guy. Um, but he was sharing with us how in the everyday, before work, during his lunch break... And after work, he was hearing God's voice in his life and approaching people in the street and seeing these people meet Jesus in this miraculous way. And you know what? It was really inspiring slash convicting. You know, when you get that feeling, I'm inspired, I'm like, oh no, I feel like I should be, you know, trying something different. So this was a Sunday at church. The next day, the Monday morning, I had, didn't have much on, um, that, uh, no meetings that morning. I thought what I would do is I would just walk around my town a couple of times asking God, what are you saying? I'm listening, God. So I, I, I walked around the block a few times. It was, I think it, was, it must have been a nice sunny day. And actually, I met a young chap who had a baby. And I got chatting to him. And I said I was a Christian. And I asked him how he was. And he said, to be honest, mate, I'm terrible. My partner just left me last night. And this is my baby, he's three months old. And I was able just to spend some time with that guy, I can't actually remember his name, this was four or five years ago, um, and just praying with him and offering some hope for the future. We exchanged numbers, nothing came of that, but who knows what that meant to him at that point. All right, there's a great passage in Proverbs, Proverbs 3. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. So, hands up again. Who follows me on Instagram? Hands up, come on. Let's go. I know I'm looking over here, not out of prejudice. I'm just thinking some of these, so a few there. Obviously, lots of people are on holiday. That's why there aren't hundreds of hands up. But anyway, Instagram is this photo uploading website. And I um, recently have been uploading quite a few pictures of a dog called Domino. Who's seen, hands up, have you seen the dog? Probably a, a bit 
over the top. He's a, he's a beautiful dog. We've been looking after this dog um, called Domino for the last two months. And I've been going out early in the morning, late at night, at sunset. And it's been great, you know. I've been just walking, I've been chatting with God, and I've been feeling quite good about it. You know, I, afterwards I was thinking about it, you know, this has been good. I've been spending a bit more time with God on these dog walks. There is a joke there about me being dyslexic and walking with dog. But, <laughs> thanks very much. Um, and anyway, so, I, but you know what? When I started looking at this scripture, listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go, that really, that really hit me. Because, yes, it's great that I was spending more time with God. But, you know, I think God calls us to listen to his voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. And I don't know if I can say that, to be honest. Not all the time. Not in the stress of life. Not in the business, busyness of life. Not when I'm at home. Not when I'm, when I'm trying to put the kids to bed. You know, I'm not sure I'm always thinking of that. So I think that's a, a real challenge for us. Well, despite Jonah's disobedience, God still used him. But would he have been able to use them if Jonah wasn't listening in the first place? So are we listening for God's voice in everything we do, everywhere we go? All right, second question. Are we hiding? Jonah hid. He'd heard clearly from God, disobeyed God, jumped on the boat. Whilst the storm was raging, he had a nap. I mean, I find that quite hard to believe. He must be a really deep sleeper. I know, like me, I, since the age of 13, I've always gone to bed with some radio, talk radio in my ear. It's just a habit I've got into. So I, these days I listen to podcasts, you know, with a little headphone. And I think it's desensitized me to sound. So anything could be going on. The kids could be screaming, and I'd be... Okay, I admit sometimes I maybe faking it. But most of the time, you know, Jenny will wake up first. And I think it must be the same for Jonah, because he's having this nap. He's hiding. I think often in life, we find ourselves not living up to the expectation we think God has for us, whether that's falling short, getting it wrong, and feeling that shame, that shame that says, I'm not good enough. God can't use me. And often that shame hangs around for a bit. Maybe it freezes us. Maybe like Jonah, it causes us to have a nap, to get away from the action. But what was happening while Jonah was napping? Well, these heathen sailors who were praying to their gods actually met God. They repented and found God for themselves while Jonah was napping. If there's anything else we can learn from the story is that God was determined to use Jonah even in his imperfection. And there's another scripture to look at from 1 John. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I believe God wants to use us in our imperfection. So let's not hide when we've got something wrong. Like Jonah, let's confess what we've got wrong and not miss out what God is working on. I am good enough and God wants to use me. We are good enough and God wants to use 
us. Third question. Are we open? A point which is often illustrated in Jonah's story is who's your Nineveh? Who's heard that kind of that point before? Who, who's your Nineveh? Who's that situation in your life, that person in your life that um, you want to back off from? God was calling Jonah to share the gospel with his worst enemy, a people he ran in the opposite direction from. Like I say, we all have Ninevehs, don't we? Whether it is a situation, a relationship, or something personal that's holding us back. Well, if, if there's a final thing we can learn from this story of Jonah, Jonah's story, is that the Assyrians, these awful, brutal, violent people, were possibly more open to God than the Israelites were. Jonah was closed to the idea of going to Nineveh, but the Assyrians were open to God. I don't know about you, but often as a Christian, I can be slightly on the defensive. I've got to be honest. Sometimes I think, does, does this person really want to know what God's got to offer them? And I have to remind myself that he does. Actually, um, to continue my dog walking story, so this morning I set out at about 7.30 to walk the dog. It's called Domino. And I was really, obviously, I was thinking through um, what I was going to say today. I'd memorised about the first half, so I was going through it in my head. And I got most of the walk done. I walk down Pier Road, where to the, the, the lighthouses, along the promenade, and sort of back again towards my house near Bay, Bayford Road we live, we live in. And I finished most of the walk, and I was thinking about this the whole time. I was very much thinking about that scripture. Can we go back a slide quickly? And the next one. Listen to God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. I was, I was very much thinking about that scripture on, on this walk. And I just hit the home straight. I walked into my road. I thought, you know, because, you know, I was thinking maybe, maybe there might be someone I might meet today. And maybe God will speak to me in this moment. But as I got back into my road, I was like, no, it doesn't seem to have happened. Domino was barking at another dog and I was walking through. And a guy came out of his house I went, Andy, how are you doing? And this chap, his name was Julian. And I met him about a month ago um, on a dog walk. And what's been fantastic about um, walking Domino is that all kinds of people have an excuse to say hello to you. Who else? Who else? Anyone else have a dog? How many dog walkers have we got? I'm guessing it's quite a few um, as we live near the beach. And isn't it true that when you've got a dog, people just want to come and say hello? They... I'm so willing to introduce them to the dog as well as you. I found it really, I'm, I'm, I'm an extrovert. I love people. So I found it brilliant. So in the, part, the space of about two months, I've met about four or five of my neighbours who I've never chatted to before. And one of these guys was Julian. He actually was telling me a story about a month ago, how he had a dog and it, 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 it bit an uh, off-duty policeman on the hand. Only a little nib, but he ended up being arrested and going to court. Anyway, so we'd had this bit of exchange over the dog. And like I say, so this morning I'm walking out and I hear this voice, Andy, how are you doing? And it's this Julian. And before I know it, almost the first words that came out of his mouth were, so you know about headaches? I was like, oh, headaches. Oh, I'm feeling a bit tense. You know, maybe God's going to speak to me through this. And he's like, 
Yeah, headaches. You know, you remember that story I told you about my headaches? I was like, I was thinking back. Yeah, I do remember. So, he, and I, I said, can you can you remind me? He said, you know, I had a, I had a I had a stroke, and it turned out I had some some bleeds on the brain. I told you that, didn't I? I was like, yeah, yeah, I I do remember now. He said, well, for the last ten days, I've had my headaches back again, and my GP told me to go to A and E, and I've had all these scans done, and I'm going to find out my results next week. And he's like, I, I feel terrible about it. And you know what? In that moment, I had an opportunity to be open or not. And actually, I, I could not have come and shared this message with you this morning if I hadn't done anything. I think that was probably it. I'm not trying to pretend I'm some, I'm some, some kind of super guy who's always hearing from God. But I couldn't have not done anything. So I said to him, and I left there quite an open question, I thought. I said... Julian, I'm a Christian, and how about I pray for you? Expecting him to say, not too much, and me to, I meant pray for you later. And he went, oh, great, Andy, that'd be great. So I was like, how about we pray now? <laughs> um, so anyway, so I prayed for him. I, I, I just blessed him and prayed that God would give him peace and that he would, the situation would turn out for the best. You know what? We had a chat for about 10 minutes outside my house. He walked up the road with me about his faith, um, that he'd come from a faith background but didn't really attend church. And I, I invited him to church. Um, and it was just a great connection. Now, I'm not sure that, that would have happened if I wasn't preaching this message today. <laughs> um, but I guess that is a challenge for all of us, to be more open. Because um, the truth is, I think the world is more open than we sometimes think. There is a, a scripture to go along with this one as well in Timothy, where it says, This is good and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Saviour, who desires all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. Not a few people, not a couple of our neighbours, all people to come to the truth. So, I've almost landed my talk. For today, I just thought it would be good to refresh ourselves on those points. So, the summary. Are we listening? Are we listening for God's voice in everything we do and everywhere we go? Number two, are we hiding? Are we missing out on what God is working on? We are good enough and God wants to use us, like Jonah. And are we open? Because the world is open, is more open to God than we can believe. Finally, I just think, I look at Jonah's life and I just think, isn't it amazing to see God's grace all over this place, all over this bloke who is all over the place? He is, isn't he? Let's be honest, in this story, he's all over the place. And God's grace is all over his life. And I believe that God has the same grace available for us But what more could he do if we listen, don't hide, and be more open to others hearing from God through us? Becca, thank you.